listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones, backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello, and welcome back to Indiana Jones in Character. That's right. The hottest show on Neozaz. The hottest. Psst, ow! <laughs> Churning it out like butter. <laughs> These are like the little the little stones in Temple of Doom. They're so fucking hot. <laughs> you portrayed Shiva. <laughs> we just we just watched that because I because you know I have I recorded a little clip for our, our awesome episode this evening. Oh, you did. I did. Always going above and beyond. But it's kind of an annoying clip. And oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain that later, I guess. Okay. But I'm excited, Dave. We're 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 back. Every time I get a I get a message from you saying, "Hey, do you want to record tonight?" I get happy. Psst, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. <laughs> Predator in character coming soon. Oh my god! Don't fucking tease me like that. <laughs> Who I would want to do the the Bill Duke character first. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Talk about his shaving habits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk about Apollo Creed's arm. I did that with my son the other day. The the what? Predator handshake. Uh, oh, the with the the arm wrestling style. Kind yeah, of thing. like it, it's yeah. fun to do it. Do it with your son. I encourage everyone to do this with someone. And my son is very strong. He's. He's a big dude, he, and he's like, this is don't take this the wrong way. He's he's tight, he's fit. He is. He's, like, he's jacked there's, up. There's, yeah, there's there's nothing moving on his body. Like if he if if he jumps around, nothing wiggles. <laughs> let me let me just 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 say that he is tight and firm. Just how I like him. Go on, Your Honor. I'd like to enter this as Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> So we did it the other day, and he's way stronger than me now. And, and we did it, but we were on the kitchen floor, and he had socks on. Oh, did he fall? Did he slip? And he slipped, and I won. <laughs> it was great. He was like, "Where are socks on? Where are socks on?" I saw a, a meme. I said, too again. bad. You've been pen- pushing those pencils for too long. <laughs> I saw a meme or gif or something on Facebook during this whole coronavirus or something. We're all in, stuck inside, and there's there's a, there's this, this image. Of the same arms, but their arms are so skinny from not like like going out or working <laughs> out or eating now. Right. They were like paper thin. It was fucking hysterical. Well, at the end of last episode, oh, we fuck, we, yeah, we okay. made a faux pas, and I'm not surprised. Yeah. So yeah. go go ahead. This this is all right. It's been how long has it been? It's been like 37 years since we did you know the last episodes before these four okay yes so we're like dave's like well what do you want to do you know well you know i don't know what we want to do and so i had this bright idea to do that indian guy at the raft when he's like hey welcome to where i'm at help me find my kids that guy welcome to the bakery (laughs) yes yeah marhan and not one but the other listener (laughs) two (laughs) listeners (laughs) told us that we already did that character dave yeah so we don't even remember what characters we've done but uh, you you have their names there they deserve a shout out for pointing out to us that we're idiots 
Yes. Um, ben and Brett, we know we're assholes. You don't have to tell us that. Okay. <laughs> but we appreciate you telling us. Because <laughs> I would have researched this whole thing and done it again and then never known. But what if you did? And what if the episode was like was like better? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. So instead, we'll stick with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And who are we doing, Chris? We are doing, which I have a lot of questions. We are doing a character who I, I really like. We are doing Willie Scott. Willie Scott. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you your first impressions because she is a kind of a polarizing character i uh even went on some message boards today not that there's a lot about indiana jones but the general consensus is complete hatred is it it because of that (laughs) pretty much (laughs) now i have questions because all right in the in the indiana jones timeline yeah. Is this before Raiders or after Raiders? Before. That's what I thought. So he hasn't met Marion yet. He's met her. Yeah. I mean, he's he's known Marion longer than Willie. He's he's known her. He has a history with Marion when he sees Marion and Raiders that you know he studied under her father and and he messed around with her. She was very young and she she. She's angry with him, and then he left, and she's like, "I was just a girl, you know." Like, remember that That's scene? That's right. That's right. So, so he kind of was doing shit with her before Willie, but then hooked up with Willie. But he wasn't really with Marion then, right? He wasn't cheating on her, right? He wasn't cheating on her, but he had had a relationship with Marion prior and post Willie Scott. Okay, That's okay. Because I wasn't sure. It's just weird. It's like if if he wound up with with Marion, then what was he doing with Willie? Like, what did you? What, although he he didn't do anything, I guess, with her. I guess. Well, I don't. I was going to ask you about that at some point. Um, there's definitely a romantic relationship, especially after the dinner. There's the 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 back and forth as to who's going to go to whom's room to knock like boots. Whole, Moonlighting kind of thing, back and forth. Yes. Yes, lot of door slam. It's very Maddie and David. Yes, it is. That's fine, lot- fine, good, good. Yeah. And he's got an apple, and she's hungry because the dinner was all jacked up, and she wasn't going to eat that stuff. Um, you know, and, and he's got he's got that plate of fruit for her, which right. turns into a little more than just like foul play kind of thing. Foreplay. I'm sorry, not, not foul play. Foreplay. Yeah. Like- yeah, definitely. That whole that whole back and forth is. Who's going to cave and go to whose room to knock boots? Right, but do you think how they're just both they're both like like thriving for sex or something something sexual? Like it might not it might not mean anything. I take it that if they fuck and they'll get it over with, everything's fine. Yeah, it's it's more of a hookup than like some kind of legendary love story. Definitely. Right. Right. Okay. Because I I always was wondering. Is he, what's he doing? Like, is he with Marion? Like, does he think of her while he's putting it in her? I don't know. I don't think so. He's still a scoundrel at that point. He's way more Han Solo than yeah. Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom. We talked about that a lot. Of the way he is in that prequel, he's all fortune and glory until he learns this lesson that he learns in Temple of Doom. He grows a lot. You know what I'm he saying? Does. 
<laughs> he grew around six inches. <laughs> so, so I was going to... minutes. Yeah. Then he back down. <laughs> Do you, I mean, they don't obviously hook up in that scene because he's attacked and then discovers the passageway to right. to thuggy land. He, he does... He does feel some hard, firm breasts, just not hers. Yeah, that's true. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, and the way that she she does that, I'm telling you, this like we were watching it, just Luke and I, whatever ago, and even you know he says Raiders is the best. I'm like, yes, absolutely. But this one is is really good though too. It's like it's like it's right there. Yeah. Well, do you think they hook up though after that? Because I they don't d- think so. I don't. They don't have time to during the movie. No, but at the end, I guess they're in the, the the whip and then the elephant rain, and they're all wet and moist. That must be the only time they have because you never see really what happens to them the second the movie's over. But they're definitely headed somewhere, maybe finding the closest empty thatched hut <laughs> and laying the pipe. He's 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 in search for her lost ark. <laughs> All right, so you think they do hook up at some point? I I do, but I think it's just a quick, quick bam, thank you, ma'am, and that's you know, and it, I don't think there's any feelings in it. Right, it's not like Marion. So. He loves Marion. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. love Willie. No, I mean he he wouldn't mind banging her. He wouldn't mind ba- banging Spielberg's wife. Yes, <laughs> but I don't think it would mean anything to him. Well, like I said, her performance. Uh, many find annoying. I think it's great. I'm glad that you said so too because I I, I think we're far in the minority. I think she gets a bad rap in this. She and does. I think it's mostly because of of the thing you played. Like it is constant screaming. In fact, he has a line. It's one of the funniest lines. The Indian Jones and Tom Doing's review. He said the biggest pro- trouble with her is the noise. It's. <laughs> but she has a great. Scream! She has a great scream. You're right. Is that scream from when she's running around the campsite with all the animals? It's actually not. Hear me out, because I was like before I told uh, I told Luke on before we get on. I want to tell you there's there's this scream, and I thought it was when they first get to the place and Short Round and her are waiting at the little cave while Indy's climbing over, getting all the stones. Then you see here's the kids. Yeah, and the and the thuggy guard pops up. Yeah, that, I thought it was that moment. That's a, that's a good jump scare for an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, but it wasn't. And Luke's like, no, it's it's when it's on the bridge when she crosses the bridge, and then there's Mona Ram. Yeah, and she and lets one out. That's that. Yeah, that's that actual scream. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Yeah, and he's like, you hold on. She goes, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> he know not. He's crazy. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, I do too. Like, and hear me out. I I do find here. Like, I don't, how do I put this? Like, Marion is is badass, but not but not sexy. Okay, she's cute, like adorable, cute badass. Yeah. Well, I think Willie is she's sexy. Beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah, sexy, beautiful, and just like a fuck you. Like, I'm a badass in like a hot, sexy way. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you about her. Okay. Full name, Wilhelmina Scott, and I'm going to spell it for you. That's W-I-L-H-E-L-M-E-N-A. See what they did there? Wilhelmina 
She's named this because of the Wilm- Wilhelm scream. No, she's not. Yes, yeah, she is. Part of the it's part of the joke. She screams the whole movie. She's Wilhelmina. Are you? Is this serious? Yes. <laughs> Am I? Where's Ashley Kutcher? Am I being punked? <laughs> Wilhelmina Scott is an American actress and singer. And this is my other first question to you. There's we, we did one of our first episodes was Art Weber. Which yeah. is Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And after the stuff that we're going to talk about, Indy takes her to the airport, and he says, aren't you Willie Scott, the famous American vocalist? He knows her instantly. Right. How famous could Willie have been if she's playing in this tiny little club in Shanghai? It's so small. That club is so small. There's no room for the whole opening number. You know, which is a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I mean, there are there are a hundred girls in this chorus line in this big number, and then when they show the club, you know, it, that that was back in the in the smoky oyster room. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and even at that at that moment when when she's singing, did you ever notice like all the girls are on their legs doing that split? Yeah, it's it's reversed. Yeah, when they go back up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do you like that scene? I actually do. Like, I always thought she was like a um, Vegas kind of act where she sings and everyone knows her. And that's that act reminded me of like a Vegas shtick. That's you know what a, I mean. That's and and what you're saying is true, and that makes sense. But in her backstory, that's not even that's not even close to being the case. She, <laughs> okay. she I, there's no reason in what I'm about to tell you that A, a guy at the airport would even recognize her and know her, and B, that she would be listed as, aren't you the famous, famous American vocalist, Willie Scott? Because she's done nothing. See, now, if I have her up here, and I feel like after you tell me the story... I'm going to knock her down a few notches. I'm not going to – it's not going to knock her down. It's not going to okay. make you think less of her, but it just makes the story make not a whole lot of sense. Um, okay. That opening scene, I love that scene because I love musicals. Um, Spielberg always wanted to do a big Busby Berkeley kind of musical number, and he was like, fuck it. I'm doing it in this, um, which I give a lot of respect, but it's also – I think it was really risky to do. You, you just did Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of the greatest movies of all time, and it ends and, and it's all action. And you know, and then your next movie, you don't even see Indiana Jones and it's a musical? That took yeah. a lot of balls to do to start off like that, I think. I guess that's why he's finally doing West Side Story is his next work. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think it's, it's all filming now or almost done. Okay. And all, but... Well, I've read I that guess, with him. He he always he's like I he wanted to do like a big, and and I use Busby Berkeley because that was the style of thing that he did and and with the overhead shots and then girls diving in the water and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, that's what this is an homage to. I just think it took huge, you know, onions to to start out your second movie in this franchise doing this. Well, that's what started. I guess you know. I said. I guess he heard. Of how dark this one was and how different it was, he probably said, "Fuck it," you know what I mean? Right. If they're gonna hate, you know how dark it is in the heart, and you know, cut your heart. 
I think he he, he probably wouldn't don't give a shit now, you know. Right. Well, this musical number is really one of the reasons that Kate Capshaw even wanted to do it. She partly did this because of the singing and dancing number. She wanted to show off that she could sing. She didn't do a lot of dancing, but that is her singing. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, and she and, and, and the other language too. Yeah, she wanted to show show this off. Uh, I don't. Know, it's it's just a weird combination of things at the beginning of this movie that I love, but if you like, I said look online. People hate her guts. I have no, I have no problem with her. Even there's a part where she's singing. I haven't, well, I didn't watch the opening, where she like stumbles. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. It's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny as hell. It shows you that you know she <clears throat> she puts on an act and tries to be perfect, and everyone loved me, but she she has flaws. And I think the opening, like the whole Indies arrives and everything that happens afterwards, what ha- after this musical scene, it's just so it's 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 perfect. It's so it's so much fun. Of what's going on, a like different kind of weird shit happening during this fucking musical going on. Yeah, that's a good point. The that little stumble, I forgot about that. That little stumble that she does actually makes more sense as to what I'm going to tell you. She only had she her one foot longer than the other foot. <laughs> <laughs> she broke her toe earlier that day. No, it's... she has three toes on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> that it actually does make a little more sense because here's here's her backstory. Okay. She, there are conflicting backstories, but this is the one that's most agree, agreed upon. I'll tell you about the totally different backstory at the end. She's a farm girl from Missouri. She mentions that in the movie. Okay. Her family owned and ran a chicken farm, and she always wanted to be an entertainer because her grandfather was a magician. So she got the showbiz bug from her grandfather. But other than that, she is a farm girl from a chicken farm. And I like, there is that scene where she gets pissed later and she says, I'm going back to Missouri. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually, it's like when she gets pissed and she's not putting on airs anymore. I don't know if people from Missouri have an accent, but that's her interpretation of what people from Missouri sound like. She, okay. <laughs> she doesn't talk like that the rest of the movie. She's always very prim and proper. But when she gets pissed off, I'm going back to Missouri where they don't treat you like this. You know, like she's got a whole, she's got a swagger going on, her Missouri swagger. Well, she's trying to put on, on an act maybe to, you know, this is this is what, this is what I want to be known for. So, singing and, and dancing and whatnot. Right. Now, I, I mean, I'll tell you this now just to get it out of the way because yeah. I'm not going to dwell on this. The other backstory from and, um, the novelization is the complete opposite. Her family is wealthy. And so wealthy that they've known that they they hobnob with celebrities like Al Capone. She she knows Al Capone in the book. She's spoiled, and that also makes sense for her character. It does. Like when you're saying that she came from a wealthy family, I could see it. Like the outfits and everything, you know, I broke it now. She's so like like clean, and I can see that happening. Yeah, she's a she's a diva. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know, it sounds, I guess either way you take it, you could construe her performance in the movie to fit her backstory. The the spoiled thing actually does make a little more sense. It does, like her, that explains her, her attitude at times, you know, that's, that explains why she doesn't want to eat monkey brains, she wants to eat the best food there is kind of thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, she's used to being catered to and given everything she wants. Yeah. Um, that's one way to go with it the way that most people go with it is the opposite she's a poor farm girl 
And the way she gets out of Missouri is she wins a beauty contest. I can I, see that. She's very, she's very pretty. Yeah, and I, and I think that kind of stuff happened, like Marilyn Monroe. You know, it, it, like they become famous because they're this small town girl, but they win a beauty contest, and that gets their, them out of their town. So right. she she goes to New York. She goes to Chicago to become a singer and dancer and actress, and completely fails. She never makes uh-huh. the cut and has to then go to Shanghai. Do these low little jobs. Yes. Oh. To try to make her name. So the stumble, all that kind of stuff. She's not like a classically trained dancer. She's got some talent and she's pretty. She's trying to make it work. I, that makes sense. So she goes to Shanghai and this is where she gets a little bit of fame. So I guess you could say Art Weber may know her because he's really in tune to the Shanghai musical scene. I don't know. Maybe he was in the back or going piss and you he heard her singing. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean? And you're right, like, yeah, like if she's not doing much and she's here making some 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 change, how would he know? Oh, you're the most famous, you're the big famous American singer. He wouldn't know that, right? And he's, I guess, Art Weber must be British. That's Dan Aykroyd doing a British accent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it leaves some things up to your interpretation, which I guess is good. Um, but this reminds me of when. American, there are American baseball players that can't cut it in the United States, so they go to Japan. Japan, Japanese baseball is also very good, don't get me wrong, but you'll hear these guys that go to Japan to play, um, because they can't make it here. So she instead goes to China, to Shanghai, to become the thing that she wants to be because she can't do it in the States. So, so people go over there and try to make it big to come back over here? Yes. Kind of thing, maybe? Okay. So maybe she's just famous in Shanghai, or maybe she's famous because she's the arm candy of this famous gangster. There are re- ways that you could weasel a explanation out of it. But that dropped line is really kind of strange, I think, the Art it, Weber it, it, line. It is. And are you about to tell me, if my memory serves me, like, is she dating or seeing one of those Laoshe people? She's with Laoshe. Lao, she's they never say it's a it's a sexual kind of thing, but Laoshe's the most powerful gangster in Shanghai. So it's she's his arm candy. He has the famous you know, this the not famous, but he has this beautiful American woman. Right. And he owns that building. I mean he's it's it's not like she had to audition. She's a pretty American. He puts her in the show. She may not be that talented. Right, and he owns that that one airplane too. He owns the airport. Yeah, he's super so you powerful. Could, could you see the door shut and never says it. <laughs> yeah, the dress that she's wearing, she mentions, is from Paris because she's pissed off when he yeah. puts the holes in it with that skewer. With that, with a hot dog pick, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lao she she's able to live some kind of life of luxury. Because of the company that she keeps. She's not having sex with him. She better not be having sex with what I was saying. I don't know. She might be. I don't want to know that Indy had sloppy Laoshe seconds, you know? <laughs> she might be a hua. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is all stuff that Indiana Jones fans can speculate about, and that's all we've been doing so far, which I love doing. Right, right. And I, I don't... I still don't have a problem with her. I, like, like you telling these stories, it makes everything makes sense. Yeah. 
And I and you're right. I I don't find her. I know she's always with the yelling and the screaming, and and I don't find her annoying though. And I don't know why I don't because. She's constantly bitching and moaning. <laughs> I don't either because I think she's set up to play that it that way because in that scene, we're talking about the scene with the antidote and the diamond, it sets her up perfectly. She only cares at the beginning about the diamond. Yeah. She's oh, going yeah. after the diamond. She doesn't care if Indiana Jones lives or dies. Nope. She don't care about, you know, if he finds that little antidote and, and or anything. But that the whole opening scene of them fighting and falling in the balloons and the ice everywhere. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So and I mentioned I mentioned the building and uh, I know you're going to accuse me of trying to get this show over with because that's what I do on Star Wars and character. We have the whole band that was there. We're going to do every girl dancer. No. But I look there is not enough to do a show, but you're going to get yourself a bonus character. Okay. The Club Obi-Wan, right? Oh. So we we all geeked out at this when we were little. It's a little on the nose, you know. It's, it's spelled exactly how it's supposed to be spelled, yes. Yeah, they they should have called it the Club Obi-Wan from the movie Star Wars. You saw it, didn't you? Yeah, that, that's a long marquee then. I don't know if they could fit that on the sign. You know? yeah. So he owns that building, every floor of it, and we see some of the floors as they're falling down, but he owns that entire building. Um, originally in one of the screenplays, it was called The Dragon. No. And, I think it was one better. Yeah, and another one it was called The Shanghai Paradise. I like that one a second. I like that one a little bit. But you're happy with Club Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first time you saw this, we went, oh, my God! Oh, yeah, you know, we were we were whatever old, and we had a boner because of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like now when people do Easter eggs and things, they're much more subtle. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's something that some asshole on YouTube will tell you the fifteen things you missed in yeah. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And some of those things, if you open them and read them, it's so stupid. Oh yeah, it's like there was there was you know a, a wallet on the desk and that was his wallet from whatever. Like, Fuck, <laughs> you don't know that shit. It's the one that says "bad motherfucker." <laughs> yeah. So, but he, this is the reason I even bring it up. Um, and also, the other thing I wanted to bring up too is, did you ever watch MythBusters? I watch. I watched the one. I only watched the one. This is horrible. I know the show. I watched the one about Jaws. <laughs> yeah, they did. They would do movie stuff. They would. Yeah. Take the stuff that would happen in a movie. Can this really happen? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is one of this, and you would like it. It's a. Oh, uh, Indiana Jones. They, they and this specifically. Can someone survive a fall of that height by? Falling and like ripping through or landing on awnings from story to story. I don't think you could rip through every one, is what I'm thinking. Do you think it was busted or could really happen? I think busted because after a while, like after you go through through canopies, you're going to stop and you're going to bounce off of one, no matter how high it is, and that's not going to be good. Right. Well, they tested it with dummies. Yeah. And decided that it could technically work, but you would have incredible amounts of, of broken bones, serious injuries, and yeah. you might survive it. Even if you did, you'd be insanely hurt, possibly paralyzed. <laughs> but it could happen. It's not like in the movie. I mean, that last one, they're hanging on. She looks at him and goes, "Who are you?" Yeah. Oh my she God, who are you? 
She would have had a few um, shin bones coming out of her ankle there a little bit, yeah. Totally. But they uh, they were okay with it. But that's not even why I bring this up. Because the, yeah. the next scene, I, I never thought about this till today, and I don't know what made me think about it. So they escape in short round in the car and the whole deal. Yeah. There's a storybook. This is what made me think of it, actually. There's a storybook where that whole scene is delved into way more. Because I often wondered then, why does she go along with him? Once she, once he gets her out of there, she doesn't even, like I said, she doesn't care if he lives or dies. He has to reach in and cop a feel to get that antidote out of her dress. I don't even think she had the antidote in her dress, to tell you the truth. He was just copping a feel? <laughs> he said, I want some titty. Hey, sure, they got the second base. <laughs> yeah. So they get to the airport. Why does she get on the plane and go with him? To get away from Laoshe, uh, to get away from all that shit that just happened. I guess. He, he even said, like, I don't need her, like, take the girl or something like that. Yeah, I find another. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe she's like, well, I got nothing here now. Let's see what's happening over on this area, you know? Okay, that's all. That's often, that's what I thought, too. There yeah. isn't the greatest reason that she should, I mean, if she's been living in Shanghai, don't you think she'd have friends or something? Uh, maybe because she's a gangster's girl, she doesn't. I don't know. This is all more speculation. There's a lot of speculation with Willie. <laughs> yeah. But in this storybook, I found this out, and I find this very interesting. I wish I would put it in the movie. Um, in that car ride, there's a lot of exposition that goes back and forth. It's not just her saying, "And I cracked a nail," and and you know, and him shooting and stuff. He right. he is explaining to her in the car why she's in danger. And how, if she doesn't get out of Shanghai, that Lao She will kill her. I like that. I wish we would have seen that, but that's kind of like deep already. Like, it's too early in the movie to have a deep conversation like that. Right. He's still getting over being poisoned and trying to get away. But in in this storybook, he is already kind of looking out for her to say, "You you need to leave with me because he's going to kill you. And she doesn't believe it. And... I I I I don't know. I, think I wasn't sad over this, but and I read this in this storybook. I kind of actually went, oh, because <laughs> yeah. um, he yells up to Shorty, who's driving. Did you get the seats? Like this is there's a whole conversation going on while Shorty's driving. He says, "Did you get the seats?" And Shorty says, "Yeah, I got three seats." What? So when did he tell Shorty to get a third seat? The third seat is for Wuhan. Oh, you just broke my heart. I know, right? What? She takes Wuhan's place on the plane. Now I fucking hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Would you want to drag the corpse and throw it in there with the chickens and stuff? I, 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 for a second I thought, like, how did he bring one for her? That's stupid. He doesn't even know her. Right. Wuhan, man. The, the arrangement had been made for Indy, short round in Wuhan to get that and get out. And, in Wuhan's death, she takes a spot on the plane. And even then, she's not going to do it. So in this storybook, she's still kind of giving him shit. And Lao She is right behind them. It's only when Lao She pulls up in like that black Rolls Royce or whatever it is, and she sees that he's really hot on their tail and he really is coming after him, that she goes, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah, I can see that because she's scared for her life, and and she just saw what what Indy can do. Well, this guy can protect me for a little bit, you know. Yes, exactly. Wow. So I thought that was a cool little meta kind of thing, 
And maybe we even talked about that on the Wuhan. Who the hell knows? We don't even know what characters we did. Did we even do that one? Because, you know, some people said we did, and I don't think we did. We did do that because it was one of my favorite episodes because I was like that guy, and after we did it, we were both like, Wuhan! Yeah, that's, that is sad. Like, like I wonder if they had, like, like bowling jerseys on the plane waiting for Wuhan, you know, and now he's not there. Bowling jerseys. <laughs> Well, that's funny that you bring that up because this is my no. next speculation. Okay, sure. they get on Lao Shay's plane. Yeah, and he puts his hat down, takes I a nap. Mm-hmm. I love it too. Willie changes her clothes. Where did she get those clothes? Are those are those Wuhan clothes? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I didn't even think about that. You just blew my mind. Is that his? Did he have a suitcase on the plane waiting? And that's. That's what he was going to wear? She puts on some... Didn't she, she, she bring something? Did she bring like a bag with her? She was running for her life, crashing out the window with a gong. Yeah. She didn't have time to grab her her luggage. I mean, <laughs> I never really thought about that until recently, too. Probably when we started doing this again, because I did watch Temple Doom. And, you know, she's got the dress from Paris and all that stuff, and they get on the plane. And the next time you see her, she's wearing, like, she had just changed her clothes. She's wearing, like, black pants and a white blouse. It's a and blouse, though. It's not, It's not like, a man's shirt. It's a, Here's something weird. Yeah. Well, Indy's sleeping. That plane, there's, there's no changing room. There's, there's, there's nowhere to go except in the in the cockpit area, whatever. Yeah. But does she get changed right in front of short round? Probably. Lucky guy. <laughs> Because not only does she have the clothes that I don't know where she got, <laughs> later she's on that elephant. Remember, she puts the perfume on the elephant because the elephant Where'd stinks. Where'd she get the perfume? Where'd she get the perfume? You're right. And isn't that – I always thought that was, like, like poisonous to the elephant. Like, you can't pour pure perfume on, a, on an elephant. Well, I don't even know how she, where she had – I mean, I guess perfume you could say she had that, you know – Stuck in her bra, like between her boobs or something. I think so, somewhere else you can shove that up in there, I think. <laughs> Wuhan! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I guess the perfume, at least it's small. It is, yeah. But she have a whole outfit. You see her carrying the dress around because it is, after all, a dress from Paris. She does carry it around at some point. That's gone, too. And I read in the <laughs> some information, I found that that dress... One of the elephants ate it. Like, in real life? In real life, on yeah. The, on the set? <laughs> on the set. <laughs> oh, my God. Then did the elephant it definitely shout out some wonderful, beautiful shit. Like, colorful shit, you know? <laughs> That's some rhinestone shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about some stuff that happens later. I don't know. One of my favorite scenes, because it, it, it's they go through the four movies. You got your snakes. You got your bugs in part, mm-hmm. you know, the the sequel, prequel. You got your rats, and then you got the stupid ants in the last one. <laughs> what, um, do you, what do you guys say stupid ants? They were man, they were wonderful ants. You got the ants slash prairie dogs. Excuse me. Prairie dogs. Oh, my God. So I love the bugs. The bug scene is really still well down, done and gives you anxiety. I'm not, I'm not afraid of bugs. I love bugs. But some of those things are insane, and most of them are real. Well, there's you can tell one of them is 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 her as a dummy or a mannequin or something because the fucking bug is enormous. Yeah, that millipede that goes up under the hair. Yeah, and the yeah. way that she her body is rocking. Yeah, yeah. But that 
that scene, Dave, is right. You, you, you were so right. Like, she's so nervous, and then you know, one side's all mushy and gooey, and he puts his head in there. We are going to die. <laughs> I love that. We I, are yeah. going to die. And then he like makes a face. <laughs> he looks at her like, do something. And she's so girly. Like she's like, ew, 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 get him off. Like she's, she's. It looked disgusting. I wish I. I wish I knew like what they used to make it all ugh, messy and sloppy in there, you know? Yep. It's so well done. It I is. still love it to this day. Um and, and, and there isn't a whole lot that that goes on with her within the stuff that we see in the movie. Um there's the dinner. We talked about that. We did an episode on the the tradition dinner. Are you, um, are you sure? Cuz I know I'm not sure. <laughs> did we do that one or not? I'm 71% sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the ritual she saved with the heart, and and I mean we see the events of the movie. Yeah. Um, there isn't a whole lot else about her after that. The movie ends, and nobody cared to really say a whole lot about what happened to her, uh, to her afterwards, except there are a few little tidbits. Okay. We see in uh, what's it called, Crystal Skull. The best one. Go on. <laughs> Indy does keep a framed photo of her in his living room. Which, don't you think, think that's weird? Yeah, kind of. Like, I'm, do you have any ex-girlfriends of yours um, pictures framed in your house? I can't say that I do. <laughs> well, you, you can say it if you want to. You just you just can't say that they <laughs> have any. <laughs> so that must mean, I mean, I this the only reason I bring it up is because, like I said, there isn't really a post- Temple of Doom storyline for her. If he's got that in his living room, it's not even like, I mean, it's just out and about. It's when Mutt is talking to him about John Hurt, you know, yeah, and all that shit. Whatever. Um, <laughs> he really, he has a, it's a picture of her in her dress from Paris, like framed Wh- in his living room. Why? Why? They must Are have you- ended on good terms. Like you said, it wasn't love. Maybe they fooled around a little bit and they had to go their separate ways. But it was a mutual, you know, farewell. Like everything's cool with us. Well, explain to me, because I haven't seen the movie in so long. Why isn't Marion with him, Indy? In part four. Four, yeah. Like why aren't they a couple living in a house and picket fence? Same kind of stuff. That because he's. He's a whirlwind adventurer, and his studies and his teaching and his expeditions are the main focus of his life. And he doesn't have time to settle down, so she marries, she marries this other guy. You know, she you starts another life without him. Is that his apartment, or was that him and Marion's house? In part four. Yeah, that's his home near the college campus. So, but don't you think Marion at one time stayed there or lived with him for a while? Yeah, I don't know. It could be. We never really hear. We haven't done Marion yet. I mean, like, we, is, we is, should. is Willie's picture framed in his top drawer? And when Marion leaves, he fucking takes it out <laughs> and tucks to it. Oh, Willie, <laughs> just put in some earplugs and, and go to town on you. She go, I'm right here. <laughs> Well, here's a little more. To okay. so we're, we're psychoanalyzing Indiana Jones now. He has okay. the frame photo in the picture, and I remember seeing this. I think you have this. There is a journal of Indiana Jones. It's it's a it's a book. I mean, it's something that I feel like it was a little more for like kids, but it's it's. It's as if you have discovered the Journal of Indiana Jones. Do you own this? 
I don't know. I found a journal, a little tiny thing, but it's from Crystal Skull. It's it not may, bad, is it? It may have come out around then. It was something that you could buy at the bookstore, you know, and in it there are references to everything. It's it's supposed to be like his inner workings of, of the times. And in there, it's almost like a scrapbook too, because in there is a flyer of the show from Club Obi-Wan that he kept that was autographed by her. By her. It's in the journal. So another another more proof that uh they ended up, you know, liking each other at least enough that he kept these fond mementos of this woman that was once in his life. Um, I, except for this, her phone yeah. number is in the journal, and it's crossed out. Meaning he crossed it out or she crossed it out? I think he crossed it out. I think he had her phone number in there, you know, and things happened however they happened. And at one point, he was done with her and crossed her number out. <laughs> so read any of this into however you want. He he cared enough about her to keep the picture in the autograph flyer, but he also crossed her phone number out in his journal. I don't know. I'm this episode is making me I'm looking at my poster here and my standee of, of Harrison and Indy and I'm like What are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what was he thinking or doing during this time? You talking to him? Is he answering? He's not he's just looking at me. <laughs> You've been in quarantine too long. Probably because he's not real. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what was – I like how he has feelings to her, but sooner or later, you have to just let it go, you know, let her go. Well, he crossed the number out. Maybe he did. But yeah, you, but Was it with a pen or, or a pencil or with a Sharpie? <laughs> that I don't remember. With I remember pencil, seeing this. Erase it. I, I swear, I, I, you know what I think it might have been now? Because my son – has been a fan of this, you know, partly because I was, but right. I, it was a book that we got out of the library. It was the Journal of Indiana Jones. We got it out of the library, and it's not really something that you read. It's you more, look at it. yeah, it's more like a scrapbook. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Like that really, it rings a bell. I, I've either seen it or, or you know, in person or online too, and all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where that stuff is in it, and really, at that point, there isn't anything else. About her, I have some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff where uh, her character is mentioned again. But as far as her in-universe story, that's all I have on that. Did did Kate Capshaw meet Spielberg like on the set yes. the first time? Yes. And this is how they fell in love and got married and everything. Yes, they weren't okay. married until 1991. So seriously, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I felt like. At this point, maybe they were already something, and and maybe they were. But this was this movie came out in 1984. Yeah. So you figure it was filmed in 1983. They didn't get married for another eight years after that. So they were just dating. They were just just together the whole time. She yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I didn't go into a whole thing of their relationship, but it wasn't like they were a couple and married at this point. It took it took a while longer. Hmm, okay. Um Kate Capshaw dyed her hair blonde in this movie, and that was intentional because they wanted her to look different than Marion. Okay, it the, worked. The, like you said, Marion was kind of a tough, no-nonsense, even tomboyish kind of girl, at times dark hair. They wanted to go the complete opposite direction with her, and they did. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. But I'm a big. I'm, I mean, she doesn't done much, but I'm a fan of hers. One of my favorite movies is Dreamscape. Uh with um, Dennis Quaid is in that. Yeah, and I saw that first. Like to me, Kate Capshaw is the woman from Dreamscape. She's not the woman from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I haven't seen that movie in, in so long. That that's the other guy, the little guy from Commando. Is he in that movie? Yeah, yeah. He's the villain. Yeah. Well, he's he's one of the villains. Christopher Plummer is really the villain. That they're gonna send that little guy. What the hell is his name? He's he plays a good little, yeah. little. He was bastard. he's in the Matrix. He's in not the Matrix. Um, John Wick. He's in I think the first one. Remember when uh, John Wick kills everyone in his house? Yeah. And he calls somebody to come by with the coins and he to clear all, all the bodies. Yeah, that's him. It's him. Yeah, it was it's him and, and his team. Yeah. I like him. He plays a good little shit. Yes, he does. He has that fucking face and all. Yeah. Yeah, you hate him. And in Dreamscape, he uh, Christopher Plummer is going is trying to kill the president, and he's going to do it through his dreams. And his name's like Johnny or Tommy or something like that. He's going to send this little asshole in to do it. And Dennis Quaid has the same power, and tries to stop him. But Kate Capshaw is the love interest, and I had this huge crush on Kate Capshaw. There's a, there's a, she was in, uh, and then Space Camp. Did you see Space Camp? I never saw Space Camp. It's one of the 80s films that I've never seen that one. It's, it's a, I mean, it's okay. It's a good family. It was a good cast. It was Leah Thompson and Tate Donovan and Kelly Preston. It's good. I, I see here she was in Best Defense, which I wanted to see because of Eddie Murphy back yeah, in the day. That movie sucks. It does suck. It's it's a piece of shit, but I wanted to see it for Eddie, but I don't even remember. That was her. his that was his first movie when he was like still on Saturday Night Live and I remember they advertised it a lot, like Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, he's in it for like ten minutes. Yeah. It's all yeah. Dudley Moore. Don't think you're gonna watch Best Defense and get a whole lot of Eddie Murphy. No. I, I oh the um Quick and the Dead. Was Sam Elliott? It was a TV movie. It was it was it was not that one. It was something else. She hasn't been in anything. She hasn't been in anything since 2002. She didn't need to work. She's married to no. Steven Spielberg. Exactly. Do you think she married him for for his you know beauty or for his, for his money? <laughs> You'll have to ask her. <laughs> what do you think he's like in the sack? You know, you've done you've done Spielberg impressions. You know, with yes. the lisp. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's very bossy. He's, I'm very bossy. He's a director. He's very bossy. I, like, Put your you leg up here. Is... Arch your back. Yeah, yeah. Cut. Let's do it again. <laughs> like I can't see. There's there's some people you can't see like like hardcore fucking. <laughs> you don't see you Spielberg like, like breathing heavy. Yeah, sweating like coming down your nose and dripping onto the girl's face. Glasses all coming off. <laughs> I don't. I don't get eesh, that like, eesh, finger eesh, and put it in. Eesh, eesh. Like like Tom Hanks, can you picture him just sloppy fucking? No. <laughs> I don't know why it's sloppy, but you know. Oh, coming soon, no pun intended. Willie was Steven Spielberg's dog's name. Oh, that's great. So continuing the dog names. I was going to say, like Lucas and Spielberg really love their fucking dogs. They do. Short, yeah. round, short round was somebody's dog, too. So it's like... Indiana, Short Round, and Willie, all dogs of somebody that made these movies. I can't and remember. And Mutt Williams. And Mutt Williams, yes. <laughs> can't forget him. No. 
Here's your uh, trivia question for this week. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. There were hundreds of actresses auditioned for this role, and the one that almost got it was also in a very similar type of movie. Who was it? Shit. 84. Who was... A very similar style of film that came out around the same time. So if you get that, you might get the girl. Around the same time as as this movie? As all of the Indiana Jones movies. There were two of these movies. Oh, Kathy and Turner. No, that's a good Fuck. guess. That is a good guess. I thought I was dead on the way you said that. I was like... <laughs> I wasn't um, even thinking about it. When you said, oh, I thought you got it. That's a really good guess. It's not Kathleen Turner. Those movies were good. Well, at least the first one was good. These movies sucked. You you scoff at these movies, I'm sure. See, who was popular by the Goldie Hawn? But she's too short. This This actress would have not been known at the time. She's in one of these movies, and even then, she wasn't well known. Is she in movies today? Still doing shit? She was big in the 90s, and I haven't seen her in a long time. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone is correct. Who? What movies were these two movies that you, you're talking about? The Alan Quartermain movies. I don't even fucking remember those ones. Yeah, they're the same poster, same... Same, same everything. Because Alan Quartermain is a classic character. He's been around since, I don't know, like the 30s. It was Richard Chamberlain, right? I think that sounds right. I mean, the hat, the whole... Alan Quartermain's who uh, Sean Connery plays in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, Christ. It's a classic character. It was like predates Indiana Jones. So Indiana Jones come out and they're like, hey, what about Alan Quartermain? Let's get Richard Chamberlain. No, thanks. I know. And all like Alan Quartermain? Yeah, and The Lost City of Gold. She's in that one, I think. There's two of them. King Solomon's Mines. Was one of them. Oh, okay, that one, yes. And Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of Gold. Awfulness. Just complete that is, awful. That is the same kind of thing that they're talking about. Like, you know, in Injuries and Temple of Doom. It's like, they're, 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 they're trying so hard. Yeah, and you can't even say they're ripping them off because Alan Quatermain was first. So you're saying that Spielberg and Lucas <laughs> got the idea from Alan Quatermain? <laughs> I mean, I've never seen that as an influence, but you can't deny that it it could be. Rumor has it they were sitting on a beach watching a VHS copy of Alan Quarterman. (laughs) Even though it came out afterwards? (laughs) That's what's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And this is... Go ahead. I can't share a stone. Like, I, I, you know, I like her in, in the sexy shit that, that she's in, but I couldn't see her playing anything in any kind of Indiana Jones movie, you know? Yeah, she's she's all right. Yeah, she's a, like, I can see her playing the girl from part, uh, Kate Blanchett maybe in part four, but I, I don't see Willie Scott. I agree. There was talk of a return of the character for part four. I heard this. There are two drafts of the script that didn't get made. And uh, in the first one, Indy is... This all revolves around Indy's wedding. In the one draft, Indy was not marrying Marion. 
there was a new character that was written. Oh my god. That that this was going to revolve around. Uh that was scrapped and but in that draft Willie is a guest at Indy's wedding along with Marion. They're both there. So he gets married and he has all his old girlfriends at the wedding. I, I think I read too that when when they said does anyone here you know doesn't want this to happen <laughs> that she yelled <laughs> she could have I don't I don't I, I hate that why are you having your did you have any ex girlfriends at your wedding <laughs> I didn't have any <laughs> you're like <laughs> you're like not not that I know of you don't do that you don't do that. Well, that means he left, I mean, in this draft anyway, he left on good terms with these women. You never leave your exes on good terms. Never. <laughs> That's funny. There's no such thing that's bigger make-believe than the aliens and crystal skull. <laughs> you just you just don't do that. It's not how it works. <laughs> well, how about this? This is a little better, I think. Frank Darabont, who you know from uh, the Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption and stuff like that. He wrote also a draft of this script. And in that draft, Indy is marrying Marion. And she, she asks about Willie. So she knows about Marion does. They're in the wedding. I mean, maybe not when they're on the Uh. altar. (laughs) (laughs) Do you take this man? What about it? What about Willie? You know, no. How deep were you inside her? Tell me now. So she asks about that, I guess, as far as them, who, whom they're going to invite. And he tells Marion that she moved to Hollywood and married, quote, some big shot director. I love it. <laughs> that would have been because, a cool, right? Yes, because that is an Easter egg that exists. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would it would have been a little corny, but I would have I would went, no, all right, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly your how you describe that moment. You would go, that's stupid. I love it. Yeah, it's it. I I wish they would have done that. I don't know. People, I guess people didn't care enough about Willie to even do that, which I think well, is a crime. They were supposed to have like everybody at the wedding, like short round and um solo. They were supposed, supposed to be there. Like that would have been that would have made the whole <laughs> the opening was fucking great, and if the ending was that, it would erase the whole fucking middle. I would have loved to seen a grown Kehu Kwan at the wedding. It would have been it would have been really nice. He could yeah. have, he could have and and he could have almost like given a little nod to Mutt, you know, like like they're almost they're they're both sons in a way. Yeah. To for, Indy. Yeah. He could have even been a groomsman. How he cool would that have been? He could have been a fucking ring bearer, you know. <laughs> so that that would have been nice, but no. Sorry. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that better. I'm gonna. That's that's my movie. I'm, that's how I'm gonna see it happen. Well, that's why I picked that for the last fact because I thought it was an. It would have been a nice little way to honor somebody that you and I both think got a raw deal in the Indiana Jones legacy. I agree. There's Willie Scott. I guess I would leave a framed photo of her too by my by my bed because she does leave a, leave a mark on your heart. Oh, look at you. That was beautiful. Thank you. All right, so yes. we, we have big news now. Big news. <laughs> big I have news. news. Oh, I have glorious news. News, 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 news. So why don't you tell the folks what we're going to try to pull off here? All right, well, 
after last time we said we're going to, you know, pick this character, everyone laughed at us. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> so instead, we have decided, as you can tell, I'm delaying because I'm doing something. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> we're going to do... Our next character will be Tote. Nope, Art Weber. Nope, the Ground Knight. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're going through them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave had this, this this brilliant idea, and I love it. We are going to Facebook Live. Dave and myself, maybe a son or two, whatever. We're gonna have. We're gonna Facebook Live ourselves playing the original 1984 five Razor Lost Ark board game. Yeah, we we uh, we've been four weeks in a row, right? Four Saturdays Shh. in a row. Shh, stop it! <laughs> I'm jinxing it. You're four jinx- Saturdays in a row, we've brought new episodes after not doing the show for however many years. So next Saturday, we are going to do a live episode. You won't get one in your downloads. You gotta tune in on Indiana Jones and Characters Facebook page. And we are going to play the coolest board game that has ever existed. I want to say the date is May 2nd. May 2nd? Yes. May the day come quickly. Because <laughs> you are going to love this game. I just played this game with my son. It was fantastic. I just did an episode of the Best of Fives with Matt and Christy from Neozaz where we counted up the best five board games. And it was my number one with a bullet, number one with a whip. That's a <laughs> It's so much fun because it follows the plot of the movie, which a lot of these board games, who the hell knows what they're doing? Knight Rider and the Smurfs and the ALF board game. You know, hey, Willie. Hey, Willie. Hey, Willie Scott. Oh. But this game follows the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Chris and I are going to go head-to-head to see who gets the Ark. And And I'm sure Chris will say a lot of offensive things along the way. I will. I will. I, I will probably. You know. I want. I wanted to play stripped, Red Lagar game, but Dave said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool game, and uh, I. And uh, this is my game from when I was little. It's 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 from 1981. I mean, it's from then. It has... Are you afraid to like, to like 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 move it and open it and? Not at all. No. no. I mean, I played it with my son the other day. It looks brand new out of the box. Oh man, I, a, I love it. I'm looking forward. I never played it in my life. There isn't a single card that is even like dog-eared or creased. They're they're crisp, like they just came out of the cellophane. Oh, I'm looking forward to playing this, Dave. I'm really, I really am. I'm excited. It's a lot of fun. So tune in on Facebook on Indiana Jones and Characters Facebook page if you're not a fan or a, what is it, a liker or a follower. What what the hell do you call it on Facebook? That I think I like like. If you don't like it already, like it now, and uh, tune in Saturday night. Let's make it. What do you want to make it? Eight o'clock Eastern. Eight o'clock Eastern time sounds good. Eight o'clock Eastern. We'll be in Chris's man cave. He's gonna set up a little <laughs> Indiana Jones backdrop. We are gonna sit and play the Raiders of the Lost Ark board game. Cannot wait. Is there dice? Yes. Is that the thing that that really gets you excited about the game? The dice? (laughs) Is it a six-sided dice? Yeah, one through six, baby. 
oh, that's what I like. <laughs> but not only will you like seeing the game because it's a cool game, you'll enjoy listening to Chris say whatever the hell he's going to say while we're playing the game. But I'm going to be really trying to, to like play it and like pay attention and all. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. All right. We're playing all to right. win. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's our next, I guess, quote-unquote episode. Yes. Okay. Live episode. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. We do it live! <laughs> <laughs> I love a Bill O'Reilly reference every once in a while. <laughs> Dave, thank you for giving me some information about Willie Scott, because I do like her a lot. Love her. Very, very nice. And I guess we'll see you next time when we're live. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information. Good to was with fair along till I don't want the hunger that song eating with